streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 6, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined us. Dwayne, it is football season. How are you? Uh, it's football season. There's a rumor we're actually having spring football. So I am just excited. We're getting our world back to the normal football at the right times and and yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm excited. And spring is here. We call it football season because the pads are on, and we're going to talk about it. Our staff got about 30 minutes on the field with the Buckeyes for practice yesterday. Dave Biddle provided you video of all of it. We are going to overreact to a limited amount of tape because that is what we do. It's called Buck Nuts, not Buck Rational Observers. Let's start at the top with the group everybody wants to discuss, and that is the quarterbacks. We got to see them go through some drills. One thing, it was hectic and it was fast. The tempo of practice was chaotic. C.J. Stroud goes first. Jack Miller goes second. And Kyle McCord goes third. Make of that what you will. Why don't you go through and let us know what you thought of each guy as they drop back and let it rip. And what I saw was clearly that, you know, these what we're hearing about C.J. Stroud being the, the odds on is uh, it was pretty obvious from watching the three guys throw. Uh, like you said, the tempo was unbelievable. They were getting the ball out of there so quickly. You know, I don't know if that's an, that was an attempt to set tempo, get ready for no huddle, get ready to prepare these guys for just going to the line of scrimmage. Next play, go. Uh, or if they're just trying to get them to get the ball out quicker, just period. Uh, whatever it was, the pace was breakneck. Uh, that's what stood out to me uh, about them, and that CJ Stroud was the one who was uh, throwing the, be- the ball the, the best. So I, you see why what I saw there. You see why we're hearing that that he is uh, he's number one, and right now he's number one. He's he's the guy. So uh, we'll see. Is uh, we still got some more practices to go and. And, uh, you know, missing so much of last year has really hurt quarterbacks more than anything. Reps are everything. But with quarterbacks, they're essential. They've got to be get as many reps as possible. And and uh, these guys are a little bit behind. So maybe that's part of the tempo. They want to get as many reps as possible because they missed, missed last year. We're going to see, though. I, I think it's going to be we're going to see much more up-tempo offense, no huddle. Talent will not be an issue at quarterback. Experience will be an issue. Uh, Jack Miller is a big kid. We kept hearing about that. When you see him in person, you can see, especially when he lines up next to McCord. McCord looks like uh, has the body type of a younger kid, but I love the way he throws the football. If you're just going to judge it on how they looked in the pocket and their release, I was very impressed with McCord. A very compact, quick release. 
Stroud definitely looks like he's going to be the starter. Something would have to happen for that to change. That's pretty clear right now. Speaking of quarterback, I think quarterback is one of the positions like offensive line and running back that Ohio State is comfortable with right now. I would say defensive line and wide receiver are the two spots where they are excellent right now. And then you have the linebackers and the secondary. Considering this is the group who likely kept Ohio State from winning the national championship last year, I have to say I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. It is only spring and we're only a few practices in and the pads basically just came on, but they don't have a lot of experience back there. They're already dealing with injuries. Your first three corners up yesterday were Tyreek Johnson, Legend Cavazos, and Ryan Watts. Not the most experienced group ever, and what we've seen of Tyreek Johnson thus far has not been that excellent. Linebacker Dallas Gant was a guy I know we both were head over heels for this year. Thought this was his chance to become a star. He's hurt. What are we going to do at linebacker? What are we going to do at defensive back? Yeah, who knows? It, we, we don't know. Like you said, experience we don't know anything about these guys the only thing we know anybody anything about is johnson and you you said he's not been excellent he hasn't been average yet you know this guy when i watch his high school film and i've done it recently just because i'm like what in the world has happened with this kid he was all world he was you just said this kid is a three and out kid just such an extreme talent. I think he would do himself a favor by letting him move him back to safety, which is pretty much what he played in high school. He, he pretty much did what he wanted to in high school. He freelanced, ran around, just made plays. But he is just not painting out as a cornerback. And the fact that, you know, he's one of the three guys rotating in says, you know, we're beat up. We lack depth. And it's a concern. As you said, it's a very important point. If we were better – in the defensive backfield, in particular, we are probably uh, uh, picking up another trophy. It, it just our offense performed beautifully, and the defensive line, especially in the semifinal, they chased Trevor Lawrence all over the damn field. Uh, so it, it just comes back to the defensive backfield. Just what in the world are we doing back there? And uh, you know, and what do we do about it? So um, let's hope that, you know, we've heard so much about Cavazos as just an athlete. He's a long kid, but he was a safety in high school, too. Let's keep that in mind. And, and Ryan Watts. I really liked Ryan Watts' high school film. Let's hope these guys are stepping up. Let's hope. Because I'm just, you know, we're talking about these guys being in there. Well, the guys that are not in there, I how could you be impressed? They were the ones that were that were getting destroyed last year, last, uh, last time we saw them on a football field. So I, I guess I'm excited about the possibility that these younger guys are getting the reps now as the other, the, the, the veterans didn't impress me. If there's a silver lining here, it may be that they should be, and they could possibly be for that matter, really good at safety. The emergence of Lathan Ransom, you can tell when a guy's being mentioned in a certain way by coaches and by teammates, hearing about when his plays are being made, that Ransom is kind of emerging as the guy back there, along with Josh Proctor. I think they're good at safety, so possibly the emergence of those two can take some pressure off corner, but we will see. We'll take a quick break. Come right back. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. 
Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. All right, if there's one thing we don't talk enough about in football, and it really may be the only thing we should talk about, that is health availability. Whether you're taken out by injury or COVID, missing guys like Tommy Togai for the championship game can have an impact. Ohio State is dealing with a lot of injuries right now. I get they're just getting back to football, and they're not coming off a normal year, but this is concerning many guys sitting out. We'll have news on another one in the boarding house today, but... One guy we know is down for good, knee injury, Mitchell Melton. Very promising kid out of suburban D.C. Kind of a big loss. I think he might have gotten some burn. Uh, Mitchell Melton, his name keeps popping up. You know, we're, we're talking to contacts, and people have some access, all of us, everyone that works at Bucknuts. And one name that just keeps popping up in there, you know, we're asking about tackles. We're, we're always asking about the defensive line. Defensive line quarterback, that's where you win championships. And Mitchell Melton, was, was his name was popping up for, for, from my contacts more than anybody. He was really looking like a kid who was going to have an impact. He was going to uh, make a run on that two deep and uh, likely get in there and, and make something happen for us. Uh, him going down, and it sounds like he's not going to be back for a while. They, they said a significant long-term injury is the, is the term I, re, I remember. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether he can make it back for the season or not, I mean, we're, we're only in uh, – uh, we're in early April. So let's, let's hope he gets back. Yeah, I don't think it's realistic to expect a kid to come back from an ACL like that this year. No, I don't either. I don't. I. I I'm just saying. Let's hope, but I. I don't believe it. I. I need to see him on the field to believe it. That you know, you start hearing a kid, a young guy, starting to make a move, and then he gets hurt. It's bad enough that he gets hurt, but that he was making a charge, that he was going to have an impact on his football team, and then he goes down. That's just. It's just wow. Let's just keep a good thought for the kid. Definitely a tough deal. And like Dwayne told you, the Mitchell Melton hype train was already under construction in the shop. We're going to pause construction on that. However, it is full speed ahead on the construction of another hype train, an extra wide version. And that is because we are hearing really good things about Tyleek Williams. Dave Biddle mentioned it yesterday. Ohio State, and we've talked about this ad nauseum on this part of the pod, our inability to bring the enormous Southern defensive tackle up here. I don't know if I would call where he's from in the D.C. area, the South particularly, but he's a 330-pound plugger, and he stands out. He has a chance to really make an impact this year. Dwayne, your thoughts on having a real slobber knocker in the middle there to replace Tommy Togiai? Well, I've, t- I've been talking about Tyleek Williams ever since I heard that we were we offered him I, I I love this kid he is so underrated he and Mike Hall both these guys could be a tandem to go for uh several years in there together <laughs> Tyleek Williams just for the first thing that jumped out at me was how well he moved when I watched him on film and the second thing was they were telling me this kid 
uh, was 320 pounds, 330 pounds. He didn't look 280. He's just a massive kid. When you frame, you know, we, we tie weight. Weight is something tangible, something we can grasp. So we, we look at uh, size, we think about weight. No, frame is what we're looking at. Big frame kids that can add weight. And seeing that kid out there running around, moving like a guy that weighs 280 or less, and looking like a guy that weighs 280 or less, that I wasn't surprised. And, you know, he was playing defensive end and playing it well. Stand-up defensive end at times. So let's let's get excited about this kid and and look to for him to step in there and help us. We lost Togiai. We're we're going to lose Haskell Garrett after this year. Jackson is going to be leaving after this year. We got we need to get these tackles. We need to get some guys going here. Hi, Leek Williams. My call coming in June. And let us not forget, JT Tuamolau has yet to make his college decision. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. <laughs>